0: Hi, welcome to episode four of Feeding You. My name is Caleb Robinson. I will be your host today. I'm interviewing the OG host of this podcast, Jacob Valentine. Uh, Say hello, Jacob. Hello, Jacob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta Uh, gotta give you crap because you're you're
0: interviewing me, so it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Well, of course you do. Of course you do, Papa Jake. (laughs) Papa Jake. (laughs) All right. So tell me about uh, what you're working on right now. Uh,
1: So I'm actually really excited because um, right now I am working on my nonprofit and these podcasts, is, which I'm excited because we're actually, you know, creating momentum. And I now have a co-host for our podcast. So it's really fun to actually be doing these things. Here it's pretty sexy. I've been I've been told it's pretty it's pretty my, my sexy voice in the background, <laughs> late night jazz playing. I know, right? <laughs> so um, so yeah, I currently am uh, running my nonprofit, Feed the Mass, and um, the next year is actually really exciting because we just got a new building. So we're gonna be doing our classes at the old Art Institute of Portland uh, culinary program building it's on northwest 8th and cooch Um so it's starting uh, actually next month we're going to be doing classes there um along with Fred Myers and then we're going to ease on out to uh the new location. So I'm really excited about that. Um I'm also, you know, working uh because you know nonprofits are of course nonprofits. So mm-hmm. uh I'm currently still working at um Doug Fur along with you. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm also working at Serlo Tub as a culinary instructor there. So I'm actually really excited because um, I'm doing a lot of learning there and a lot of uh, new recipes. So um, I'm going to be translating some of those recipes, especially the good ones, um, for, you know, those that retain my classes. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Awesome.
0: And uh, how'd you nail down that uh, art institute?
1: Uh-huh. Uh, luck? Um, it just seems like... <sighs> I don't know, the universe is smiling on me, and of course, you know, I always thank God for everything that he gives me. Um, that's kind of really funny, because uh, when you put good things in the world, good things happen to you, and mm-hmm. um, just like I find every other place that we do our classes, uh, I happen to have an intern who was friends with the chef who runs the program at Portland Art Institute, um, and he she told her about the prep space and everything like that, I was like, oh, well, I'll go talk to him. And then when I talked to him, told them like what we were doing and everything like that, went to look at the place and it just, you know, it spoke to me It said, you know, I'm like, man, this is where I want to do this. And like where I want to grow. And it was actually really inexpensive and it's everything we need there. And it was an old culinary school. So they still had all the equipment and all the things there. So I was like, perfect. So I ran in, I ran with it, and like now I'm doing that. And I'm a little scared, but I'm also really more excited because I'm closer and closer to being, you know, 100% in, you know, feed the mass and doing that as a career. So, yeah.
0: Sounds awesome, man. It sounds like everything's moving and it's, it's it's turning. It's you know, turning. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's
1: moving a lot faster than I thought. I mean, this is only our second year, and we're already in a building that's like, almost exactly what I want like Feed the Mask to be. And I'm just like getting closer and closer. I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. And then I'm meeting more and more people that are interested. And it's it's kind of one of those things that like the last 10 years of cooking and in restaurants and everything like that is just kind of coming full circle. And the people that I have met in my life and like I, you know, I owe it all to them because whether they were good or bad people or good and bad friends or good and bad chefs,
0: I've learned something from everybody, and I really
1: appreciate that.
0: So speaking of people that you've learned from, what were some of your influences uh, in cooking and life?
1: So I remember my first chef I've ever met, his name was Sam Choi. He... He does like hawaiian cooking in hawaii and hawaii they had like this one cooking show we didn't have food network back then so it was like this one cook cooking show called cooking with sam Choi, and his food was just awesome he had like the hawaiian accent and he was just making jokes and made people laugh and like his food just looked so good and um when i moved to portland one of the i was like 13 and i found a sam Choi cookbook at powell's And um, I was just, like, awesome, and I was trying every recipe and all that stuff. So, I mean, another really big influence in my life was my grandmother. She was, like, the person who taught me how to cook. She was a chef. Um, After my grandfather died, she was a stay-at-home mom, and then all all of her kids left. So she had to figure out, like, what she wanted to do, and then she became a chef. So she did that at, like, age 45, just became a chef. Like, Julia really <laughs> house style. So she became a chef, and, like, I remember when I was a kid, I was, like, five years old, four years old. No, I was four years old, and she worked in a bar, and at night my mom got off work, and we had to pick her up. So it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and my grandma's like, finishing up work, and I would go in and, like, do dishes, like, spray off dishes and put it in the dishwasher. That was my first experience at age four in a, in a bar <laughs> in the back doing dishes with my grandmother. And it was pretty cool. Um, it was a really amazing experience. And, um, and then after that we would get off at like three o'clock in the morning and I've been like sleeping in the bar all the way up till I was like, like, you know, five years old. And then, um, after we get done with, uh, the being in the bar we would go to this diner uh called Ken's I believe um and we I would always order the club sandwich uh which is like the old school club sandwich where it was like double stacked layered like and then they put four toothpicks and they cut it into like little triangles for you and Mm -hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing (laughs) because you had like eight little mini sandwiches (laughs) and um yeah it was like one of my first experiences in restaurants at age four, which I don't know if that's like child labor laws or anything like that, but it's probably just <laughs> keep that on the, in between us on here. Yeah, <laughs> us and
0: anyone who listens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: no one will tell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another really big influence uh, was actually my first fine dining experience was working at Sorato's. Uh, the chef there was Tony Myers, and he was just he was awesome. Like he was like he was a badass like skater dude like the guy like just the flavors he came up with the food that he worked with he always worked with wild games so it's like whatever was you know around he just created a menu for it and it always looked amazing and i really inspired to like you know learn as much as i could and he you know taught me a bunch of things and (laughs) i remember one of the funniest like situations it was like right when it was um it was during Thanksgiving and he was playing the salmon and he put the salmon on the grill and I was like, I wanna help I wanna help and I'm like he's like keep he pushing me aside and I went and touched the salmon and he lost his mind. <laughs> and he's like, Man, that's like a that's like twenty dollars worth of salmon. Don't mess it up and I'm like, Oh, my bad, my bad and then I like after that I was just like the like the like the spanked kid in the corner, just like not touching anything, just watching from a distance. <laughs> and what's funny is like I was always the biggest guy in the kitchen, and I'm like sitting back and I'm looking at uh, at everybody, and I'm like towering over everybody, just getting like the best view because I'm like a bird's eye view. But um, and everybody kept running into me because I'm like a big guy, and it's really hard not to run into me. So it's, <laughs> it's just it's just continuous like humor when it comes to working with me in the kitchen um but yeah Tony Meyer was a really good influence and of course there's like the tv chefs and everything like that but in real life you know my grandmother for sure um Tony
0: Myers and um yeah awesome (laughs) (laughs) um so through through all of that when when did you decide that Cooking was going to be your thing. You were gonna follow oh, follow man. the bloodline, I guess. So,
1: like, I I did not want to be a cook. Um, growing up, I had a stepfather. My mom got married when I was thirteen. I had had hit, my stepfather at the time was a chef, at, or not really a chef. He was a cook, a line cook. And it was all about cussing, smoking weed, and mm-hmm. like sex jokes, and and like I was just like, nope, I'm done. Like I don't want to be an I don't want to be a cook. I want to just you know, like I wanted to be a CNA in high school. So I went through my junior senior year and went through schooling and everything like that. And I was just like, yeah, that's that. It, it's it was it was cool because I was like, oh man, I'm gonna help people, and I'm gonna like fix the world and be like maybe a doctor one day and I got all the way up to clinicals and I our clinicals were in a old folks home I'm like people were dying left and right <laughs> like just dropping and I'm just sitting around like I can't do this I cannot deal with people like death I was like 17 years old and like dealing with death on a like weekly basis so I'm just like yep, not gonna be a CNA. So I dropped it. Like, it was my like last two terms, and I was like, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna finish cl- clinicals, I'm not gonna be a CNA, I'm just gonna, like, like, coast the rest of the year, and just graduate. So I finally graduated. I went to, um, to Mountain Community College, did track, got a scholarship for track, because I was a big athlete in, uh, in high school for track, and then um, got a scholarship for two years, I went from teaching to acting to you name it. I did it. And I am like, finally, like my last term, I got into little like into business and everything like that. And my, just blew my scholarship. <laughs> I just blew it. Like, I was like, um, there's girls and there's, you know, all these being an athlete and it was just distractions, distractions and being young and not really knowing what I'm doing. And, um, I remember I was my last last year for a scholarship. The next summer, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't have any more scholarship left. I don't have a degree. What am I gonna do? And um, I went and My best friend PJ. We grew up together. We were like 13 when we no. I was we're 11. We're in middle school and we just met. And the funniest way we met was his dad thought I was some other like, kid's dad on the team. He came up to me and was like, Who, who's, who's kid's that out there? I'm like, I'm one of the kids. So, um, it was it was, it was a really
0: funny way. What's the nickname, Papa Jay? Papa Jay. I'm, I'm somebody's father. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: I went and I went to, uh, we grew up together, spent every, every after, like, after school and then after school on the weekends. And, I went to high school, and then he went to Illinois to do school, and I stayed back here doing school and just joking around. Um, and then uh, that summer, I was sitting there, and, like, one of the biggest things we cooked when, I was, when we were kids were uh, eggs. Like, his family was, he was one of five. And so there was, like like, the ten dozens of eggs in the fridge plus, like, four gallons of milk and, like, 15 loaves of bread. So it was always like, oh, we're going to make eggs because that's the most like plentiful thing in the house mm-hmm. and their parents didn't really care. So we're like making eggs. We're like sunny side scrambled eggs, eggs with pickles, like egg tacos. So like you could just say that like a sulfur bomb died in that bedroom <laughs> in which we slept in because it was always just bad farts all the time because <laughs> we just ate so much eggs. And um, so I was over there that summer and PJ was like, man... Let's go, let's, like, make me some eggs. I'm like, man, why am I always cooking for you? And he's like, you're just good at it. He likes my eggs. And so, like, I made eggs, and, and like, we're sitting there watching TV, and, like, we had one of those old La Blues, like, get yourself cooking. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, you should do that. You're a good <laughs> cook. And I was like, I don't know, man, cooking and all that stuff. And, I, and, like, eventually I just broke down, and I was like, okay, I'm going to culinary school. And I went to culinary school, and did that and then I started cooking uh, in restaurants while I was in culinary school and then like by the end of culinary school I was like man culinary school sucks <laughs> it's just a waste of money because I'm learning more outside of like outside of culinary school than I was inside I mean don't get me wrong there was like the basics they taught me and that was cool but it was just like like real life experience is really important but the cool thing about culinary school is it made me trainable like I was there to like. I knew how to clean. I knew how to like how things were properly put in the fridge. Um, I learned about sanitation. Learned like the back the things that you should know before you become a, a, a cook. That's what I learned in culinary school. Um, so I went there and then I just started cooking and like. Of course, I I like I did have like, I I lived on my own, so it was like I was culinary school. Then I went and cooked for, you know, six hours, then I went to another job for another six hours, came home, went to bed, did it again, just constantly. Once I got done with culinary school, it was three jobs because I, I had I had free time in the morning now, so yeah. did that. And it was just, you know, after that, I just kept going and going, and then the more I worked, the further I went up the ranks, and, like, I became a chef, and then I became a GM, and now I'm just like, well, I... I just want to do, like, I want to teach people, and I want to teach people to be trainable in a, in a sense of, like, they can learn things, and they're open to learning and open to, like, doing new things, and that's what Feed the Mass is kind of based on. So, yeah. Awesome. That's, 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 that's my detailed of, like, how I became who I am
0: today. Trust me, for the years, the couple years I've known Jake, that is the condensed version. <laughs> 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 Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. My
1: stories. Oh, man.